Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> There's something truly amazing about being part of a fandom. Whether it's spawned from film, TV, books, music, when you're part of a fan base, you can geek out with your neighbour about anything to your heart's content. You can meet up with like-minded people at events, and of course, you can take part in the age-old tradition of defending everything about your passion, even if some of it is utter sh**. When you're in deep, it is hard to see the flaws of your beloved video game franchises, and you will pick many a hill to die on when it comes to criticisms. And yet, there are times when even blind faith isn't enough, and we all have to shrug and admit that, yeah, maybe this one actually does kind of suck. So whatever camp you're from, let's unite under the banner of giving out about games that gave their fan bases the finger. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are eight video games even diehard fans hate. Number 8. Batman Arkham Knight PC Edition The Arkham games are truly some of Batman's finest moments, each pitting one of the best superheroes known to man against overwhelming odds set against a fantastically engaging environment that grew ever more detailed with each release. And yet while a lot of fans might grumble about how Arkham Origins wasn't up to scratch when it came to delivering on the bat juice, there is one installment that is the bane of this entire franchise, and that's the PC version of Arkham Knight. Now Knight itself was a beautiful looking game on consoles, and so PC players initially rubbed their hands together at the thought of how big Bruce would look on their big rigs. It's just a shame that PC owners were air quotes blessed with a frame rate in the slideshow range, meaning that they could look at all of the intricate shading errors and missing textures that they could handle. And that's if the game even bloody ran at all. But no worries, right? Warner Brothers will fix this, right? Wrong. They pulled the game from Steam, patched it up, put it back on, realised that it was still broken, and then just shrugged the whole thing off by offering full refunds instead of attempting to fix the game again and it is still broken to this day. What a pile of guano. Number 7. Sonic R If you're a Sonic fan, then you have had to put up with a lot of disappointment in your time. Like, a lot. And you've likely had to defend a fair few games that you knew deep down were utter garbage. I mean, there are people out there who still argue that Sonic 06 was a good game, to which I really want to say, lads, it's not even a finished game. But still, to each their own. Yet, there is one game that truly pushed all of the wrong buttons when it came to the fandom, enough to make even the most die-hard Sonic fans spit out blood instead of coins, and that is Sonic R. 
Designed to be a racing game set in the Sonic universe, Sonic R never really got out of the pits thanks to its terrible controls and horrendous graphics. The title focused so much on speed, but actively punished players for going fast thanks to its courses that contained tight turns and the fact that the racers had what can only be described as ice physics. Couple this with textures that don't even load in a convoluted race system that can see players beat you if they have more emeralds than you even if you came first, and you've got something that even Sammy Classic Sonic fans can't screech about. Number 6. Dragon Ball Z Sagas if you're going to hop on any fan bandwagon, then Dragon Ball is always going to be a safe bet. It's one of the most iconic and enduring franchises, has given us some of the most powerful anime moments in history, and when it comes down to adapting all of these amazing fight sequences into games, well, the majority of them, they are pure chef kiss. Well, that is for the most part, because while the franchise does indeed have titles like Fighters or Fighter Z, if you want to call it that, and Budokai Tenkaichi 3, which are stellar representations of the brand, there is one title that absolutely yamchered any chance of a perfect run, that being Dragon Ball Z Sagas. Here, all of the layered combat is thrown out of the bloody window in exchange for stun-locking your opponent with basic kicks, and it's all done to the soundtrack of your character belting out one line of dialogue over and over. Plus, the flying mechanic is absolutely awful, fixing you to a horizontal plane of movement and being only used to collect Z-coins because there are no flying enemies in this game at all. How could you botch this one feature so badly? Needless to say, this isn't just the black sheep of the family, it is one that is actively ignored by the fanbase. Number 5. Final Fantasy or the Bravest It might be wrong of me to include a mobile game on this list because that market is well known to be a cash-grabbing hive of scum and villainy, but Final Fantasy or the Bravest deserves to be pulled up and derided for just how awful it was. You see, the main issue was that it was marketed as a game for true fans, a place where every single Final Fantasy main roster member would be in one game together. The only problem was is that to call this a game would be like calling a cat a blamange in that it wasn't. Requiring only to tap the screen in order to battle, the traditional tactics embedded into the series were flung out of the window, and with the added microtransactions that didn't even let you pick your dream team and instead doled out characters randomly, Square Enix took all form of goodwill that they had garnered from the fanbase and spat on it. This is a garbage title and an insult to anyone who loves Final Fantasy. Number 4. Warcraft 3 Reforged Now this is a strange example of a game being one of the most hated within its community and one that was actually forced upon those who actually owned a superior version. Warcraft 3 as it stands in the vanilla edition is one of the most well-respected and much-loved entries in the World of Warcraft library, and when Blizzard announced that it would be remastering it and that those who had already got the game would receive this update for free, naturally this caused waves of excitement within the fanbase and only grew and grew because Blizzard teased the impressive graphics, overhaul and even brand new features. However, those waves came crashing down when the game actually dropped because it was clear that the devs had been full of bluster. The game looked nowhere near as good as the teasers had suggested, the UI was cumbersome and actually made navigation worse, and to top it all off, those with the superior older version had their copies forcibly changed to this remaster that was anything but. It was a sorry day for the fanbase and led many to abandon the title until it was fixed. Boo, the crowd hates that. Boo. Number 3. Metal Gear Survive Can you ever recall a game getting so much hatred simply for existing as much as Survive did when it was first announced? 
Honestly, releasing a title based on the cult of Metal Gear but without any of the central characters nor the director and switching the mechanics from stealth-based gameplay to a zombie survival title is pretty much the worst thing that you could imagine a developer doing with an already established IP. Then again, this is Konami. If you were even remotely in the Metal Gear fanbase, you would have seen message boards light up with how Survive was not a Metal Gear game and would never be treated as such. Maybe if the game was any good, that opinion would have softened, but unfortunately, this was not the case. With critics and fans deriding the awful combat focus, annoyingly invasive AI, the absolute audacity to try and charge the few remaining fans for an extra save slot, and of course the massive head-in-the-sand approach by Konami who ignored the multitude of bugs and refused to patch the game. It was a move that won them no favours, and the cash-grab-and-run mentality displayed here has put them on notice ever since. Number 2. Umbrella Core when it comes to the Resident Evil series, us fans have had to put up with a fair few eyebrow raises. I mean, bless Capcom for constantly trying to reinvent the wheel, but for many of us, we could have done without the likes of Operation Raccoon City or Survivor for the PS1. Yet even in their darkest moments, there exists a sliver of enjoyment, because while some of the library of games on offer aren't all gems, even the duff ones are able to ride that campy B-movie vibe long enough to get a few smiles out of the fanatics. That being said, Umbrella Core can mail itself to the morgue, because this game was dead on arrival the moment it was announced. The online multiplayer focus of the title seemed to be Capcom's stab at blending its narrative world with the likes of Rainbow Six, and while that sounds great on paper, it was an absolute disaster in practice. The netcode looked like it had been torn apart and was rife with connection issues, and even if players did find a match, there was only one mode of gameplay, and it got old real quickly. What made the experience even more bland was that none of the well-known fan favourites show up, meaning that you're just playing as faceless mercenaries throughout. With such a lacklustre experience coupled with the bizarre choice of gameplay, Umbrella Core was a horror show through and through. And number one, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. I can't think of a time that I was more disappointed than when I loaded up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 for the first time and saw what an utter mess it was. I mean, maybe the time when my parents divorced, but then again, my parents never made me feel like it was my fault for the split, whereas this game definitely made me feel awful for having supported the franchise. This was meant to be the great return of the Birdman, but was more of a budgie being thrown into a ceiling fan, because this is easily one of the most half-arsed and genuinely awful games that I've ever played. With the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD remake not too far away from this title's release, there was hope that mistakes made in that attempt would be addressed here, but somehow, things got even worse. The graphics were at once oversaturated and low-res, the soundtrack was utterly generic, and the collision detection… oh my god. God, it caused us a dismay. When your skater literally falls through the rail that they're grinding on or you lose a combo trick out of nowhere, you have to ask whether this game was even bloody playtested. This was the nail in the coffin for many who had already endured being laughed at for playing the likes of Ride and being ridiculed for paying full price for Tony Hawk's motion, because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was like having your board broken in half, then being pushed down the halfpipe, and then being charged for the privilege. Avoid this game at all costs, even if you're a diehard fan. Fingers crossed for the remake, though. Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.